Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. What is going on, guys? Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is episode 459 for your January 15th, 2023. I am your host, JD, from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Sunday evenings, wherever you may be. Uh, No, I will not be changing the intro to the show. Uh, Triple H, to me, is still the man in charge, maybe. We don't even know for sure, to be quite honest with you, but uh, it still remains true. Triple H has booked the show better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard and is a fan of long-term booking. Now, Vince takes over the show, and we have confirmation of that. Then I will go back to the Tony Khan 
intro, which I have stored up as a plan B, and we will go back to the old intro. So no matter what, we'll have the correct intro moving forward. I don't know, man. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like, and I said this on Friday, I said this on Friday when I did my SmackDown coverage. I, I don't feel the same about WWE. I, I, I don't. I, I mean, it's drastically changed. You know, you come out of the summer last year, And I'll never forget, I mean, I was woken up from a morning sleep. I got Jesse texting me, calling me. I got people who know what I do for a living calling me tech. You got to get up, get to work. I'm like, what the fuck? I haven't even opened my goddamn eyes yet. What's going on? Vince McMahon retires. Triple H then takes over. Stephanie McMahon is the new CEO. And I'm like, uh-oh, okay. Now, now we can get to work. I mean, I didn't really think this was going to happen in my 40s. I was figuring I'd be 80 years old and Vince would still be alive running the fucking company. But it was all but over. The Vince McMahon era was over. And moving on into the summer, we felt change. we seen it. We felt it. We've heard it. We've seen things change from very minimal across the shows. Pay-per-views being eliminated. Pay-per-views being brought back. Name changes happening on the main roster. Talent being brought back. Long-term booking happening on the show. Longer matches. You name it. Michael Cole sitting at that commentary desk feeling a little bit more like a human being. Everything was going where it needed to go. Everything was moving in the right direction. Then we get to January, and we start hearing rumors that Vince McMahon has been lobbying and planning and manipulating and blackmailing his way back into the company, and then like an uh, an atomic bomb. News left and right, which is taking away from everything happening on the television shows on Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown. Vince has successfully made this all about himself. He's made everything about himself. The internal power struggle of WWE continues. Vince McMahon has only one sole thing in mind, and that is to get back into power. And it's not about selling the company. It's not about selling the company. It's not about negotiating TV rights. This is all nothing more than a means to an end. And this is his perceived loophole into getting where he needs to be. And that is back in that chair, back in power, back with his people, hand chosen, of course, in charge by his side, his glorified yes men and yes women. And sitting in that chair at Gorilla, pretty much booking and writing and producing the shows. That's all that this is about. It is about nothing else. My interest in WWE has sank like a rock. Those that I, uh, that I speak to weekly, daily about WWE, you know, who know what I do. And, and you know, someone like Jesse that does the show with me on Wednesday night. We are in constant communication about, you know, all things wrestling related as well. His interest has sunk like a rock as well because you just feel it. You, you know that dark cloud is just looming over you, and, and you don't know when that fucking thunderstorm, that, that fucking hurricane 
is just going to come and wipe everything away. Seriously, Vince McMahon is like the fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex in Jurassic Park. The gates have already been powered down, folks. I'm talking about Jurassic Park 1, the only movie that matters in the entire franchise because everything else fucking sucked dick. The electrified gates, they're already down. WWE is that little sheep just hanging out there in the open and it's about to be devoured. Vince McMahon's claws are about to come up on top of that electrified gate, chomp through that motherfucker and every other vehicle with Dr. Uh, Dr. Grant and fucking Malcolm are, are going to be devoured. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Vince McMahon is basically recreating the fucking uh, iconic scene from Jurassic Park. He's about to go on a warpath. And it's disgusting. It's evil. It's disgusting. It's sad. It's pathetic. I feel so bad for Paul Levesque. I feel so bad for Stephanie McMahon. It's terrible. It's terrible. Has anybody asked why WWE needs to sell? I mean, ask yourself, I mean, how many podcasts do you listen to? I mean, I don't really give a fuck who you listen to, as long as you're listening to me. You know, has Fightful said anything about, well, why hasn't anybody asked the question about WWE selling the company? You know, they want to throw out business lingo and analytics, and they want to fucking, uh, you know, run around the fucking hot-button topics because, God forbid, they do anything normal. Has anybody asked why WWE needs to sell the company? I haven't heard one single fucking part. Maybe Solomonster. He's the only one with fucking logic in this goddamn community. BC, maybe. Has anybody asked? Because I don't find any reason to sell the company right now. WWE is up. Everything is up. Numbers are up. Interest is up. WWE sold out the Royal Rumble six weeks before it happened. WrestleMania's already sold out. When was the last time WWE sold out WrestleMania? Fucking 12 weeks before we actually got to WrestleMania's host city. I don't get it. They sold out WrestleMania. Interest is up. Social media numbers are up. Fans are coming back. Advertisers are happy. Fox is happy. NBCU is happy. I I mean, I don't understand... Why we need to sell the company. I don't understand it. Because at the end of the day, it's not about selling the company. Selling the company is just a means to an end. Selling the company means Vince McMahon, whoever he sells to, depending on who he sells to, if he sells to the Saudis, it's fucking game over. But that's what he hopes to do. Sell to somebody that's going to keep him in charge because he is Vincent Kennedy McMahon. We're going to talk about everything that led up to Stephanie being fired. We're going to talk about Vince McMahon and his internal power struggle continuing to kill the company. We're going to talk about how Vince McMahon has brought back one of his trusted generals who was fired a month and a half ago. Now, if you read Fightful's report, Vince McMahon has been sending recommendations to certain departments In WWE, I wonder why. Because it's not about selling the company. It's about getting him back in power. Now, you know, Triple H is handling the day-to-day creative. He handles the talent in the company. Well, if you figure out who the fuck WWE brought back here, courtesy of Vince McMahon, that may be now on 
The hot plate, the hot button topic of today will be Brad Blum or Bloom, B-L-U-M. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Brought back to the company. Another trusted general of WWE under the guise of Vince McMahon. Brought back. Why? Wait till you figure out what this guy does and how many hats this guy wears in the company. And you're not concerned about Triple H in any way, shape, or form? It's not about selling the company. I have to tell you this. I'm going to repeat that over and over and over again. It's not about selling the fucking company. It's about getting this man back in power. He is legitimately evil. Evil scum is Vince McMahon. I feel for Stephanie. I really do. Unbelievable. We're going to go over all this right here on Off the Script. I appreciate you guys joining me on your Sunday nights. I know it's it's, uh, football season. Playoffs are happening. It's going to be a little rough down the stretch here as we uh, end the football season. Big games are happening. Giants won. Buffalo won in a uh, very close game today against the Miami Dolphins. I feel like shit. And as soon as I get done here, man, I'm going into the living room with a cold beverage. And I'm going to watch the premiere of The Last of Us on HBO Max. I can't wait. I'm hearing it's a banger. So that's what we're doing. Woke up with this stiff neck, man. Jesus Christ. I was watching this uh, show on Netflix last night called Drink Masters. Basically, it's like uh, if you ever watched Food Network Chopped or any of those competition shows, if you watched Lego Masters on Fox, it's a mixture of all that. It's a competition show with some of the best bartenders around the world coming up with crazy fucking cold beverages, man. It's really fun. Really fun. Laying on the couch, and I uh, gave myself a stiff neck, man. Woke up, and I felt like shit this morning. So hopefully we get through this podcast uh, pretty decently. It's going to be a big week, man. I feel like things are going to get a lot worse. Uh, I'll be here to cover it all, no matter what's going on. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. I see 543 likes with 1,800 and still counting, coming on into the venue, man. I'm going to need 1,000 likes. I'm going to need 1,000 likes minimum today on OTS. Super Chats are open. Get them on in. We're going to hang out at the end of the show. Memberships are open. It's VIP Sunday. So get them on in, man. The only way to chat tonight is VIP. Only way to get those emotes is VIP. Only way to get those beautiful badges And work your way up the OTS mountain is hitting that join button and becoming a VIP. I got a very, a very, very early rough draft. And we're going to continue to work on it. On what the vibe and the look of my mother's basement will be. Oh, man. Oh, man. You guys are going to be drinking in style, bro. Let me tell you. And for all the stereotypes out there about, oh, you live in your mother's basement. Let me tell you something, man. I don't drink in my mother's basement. Never will. Ever again. And when I go out, I drink in fucking style, bro. So my version of a mother's basement, the real mother's basement, is going to be so fucking good, man. I'm already so stoked about what I've saw, what I've seen. It's Unbelievable. Coming soon. 
Tonight's show sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Code SCRIPT20. At checkout. 20% off and free shipping off of everything on Manscaped.com. We'll talk about them a little bit later in the show. Make sure you're taking care of yourself, man. Manscaped is going to have you covered. And go check out all the other videos that you might have missed, man. Live streams galore, shorts, you name it. All on the homepage. Go and check that stuff out. Support off the script. Hit that subscribe button and turn on that bell for all notifications. I love it. Anyway, man, let's get into uh, the news. Let's uh, start at the top here. We're going to get into... Where are my notes? Here they are. WWE. Nick Khan, Vince McMahon. Sitting there while Stephanie walks away from the company. Stephanie McMahon quit the company. Vince, this, this week, early this week, was elected as executive chairman of the board of WWE's directors. Vince McMahon and Nick Khan comment on Stephanie's exit. Stephanie McMahon quit the company. You know, these uh, dirt sheets and all these other places use the uh, cool word, resigned. Quit is more like it, because that's exactly what it was. Stephanie quit WWE. She didn't resign. She quit. I like the word quit. Everybody dances around the time. Oh, yeah, she resigned. No, she quit. She quit the company. Nick Khan will serve as the CEO for WWE. Stephen McMahon was the co-CEO with Nick Conman. Vince McMahon says this about his daughter. Firstly, I'd like to express my full support for Stephanie's personal decision. Was it a personal decision? We, we, we will never know. We will never know. Jesse and I brought this to the discussion on Wednesday when we were live right before AEW Dynamite. Was it Stephanie's personal decision? Possibly. Possibly. She could have easily stepped down for a multitude of reasons. She may have caught wind of the Saudi deal happening. And she said to herself, I don't want any part of this. Fuck this shit. I'm out. She probably didn't want a sale of the company to happen. She was probably against maybe selling it to Saudi. Who knows if Saudi wants a female CEO in charge if they bought the company. All of this certainly plays into a factor of why Stephanie possibly stepped down. We'll never know. None of those may be the reason. We'll never know. But there are possibilities out there. The other possibility that we brought to the table was maybe Stephanie McMahon was one of the people who led the charge and uncovered all this dirt on Vince McMahon, shelled it off to uh, the Wall Street Journal, and she was one of the many whistleblowers in WWE from the board of directors that ousted Vince McMahon. And maybe Vince, now back in power, Care for one of two things. Well, one, I could fire you publicly and make you an embarrassment, or two, you could step down gracefully. But I'm back in charge now. You choose. Choose your poison. Again, none of these may be the things, but they're all feasible for Stephanie McMahon. I'll forever be grateful that she offered to step in during my absence, and I'm truly proud of the job she did co-leading WWE. Yes, so proud that you have to take over now that uh, Stephanie... Is gone, right? Now all the good stuff comes out about, I'm so grateful for my daughter co-leading the show. She was doing so great, right? Why do you need to step in and do the job that she was doing? That was so great. I don't get it. Stephanie has always been the ultimate, ultimate ambassador for our company, and her decades of contributions have left an immeasurable impact on our brand. 
I'm proud to announce that Nick Khan will serve as WWE CEO. Nick's business acumen and mastery of the media industry have helped catapult our business to record revenue and profitability. It's amazing. All these great things that Nick Khan is doing, right? WWE's making more money hand over fist than ever before. I don't get why Vince McMahon needs to be back when Stephanie was doing such a fabulous job and Nick Khan was making money hand over fist for the company. Why does Vince McMahon need to be back and why does the company need to be sold? All these great things are happening, right? So why does Vince need to come back? Because everything was happening bigger and better than ever without Vince in charge, and he sat at home, and he said, fuck that. It's exactly what he did. So, all these great things, profitability, record revenue, acumen and mastery of the media industry, together we look forward to working with the board at this critical moment in time to review our strategic alternatives and maximize value for all WWE shareholders. Stephanie then comments, I cannot put into words how proud I am to have helped lead what I consider the greatest company in the world. And I'm confident WWE is in the perfect position to continue to provide unparalleled creative content and drive maximum value for shareholders. Nick Khan, Stephanie is a terrific executive and an even better person. It's been an honor to serve as co-CEO with her. She will only continue to succeed. I'm grateful to Vince McMahon and our board of directors for their ongoing support. I look forward to continuing my work closely with them and my WWE colleagues to ensure our company may thrive as the premier powerhouse in sports entertainment for years to come, says Nick Khan. In the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Dave Meltzer reported that those close to the situation in WWE tried to present her decision to leave as being related to the decision last year. Stephanie McMahon did not quit the company to go be mommy. Stephanie McMahon did not quit the company because she got tired of it and she wanted to pursue other projects. No, 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 no. Do not believe any podcast or any dirt sheet or any fucking shit behind the paywall. Don't. Stephanie did not quit the company to go home because it's related to family issues. She didn't quit because she wants to now all of a sudden take care of her family. That is the most ridiculous bullshit excuse that you could possibly use and is terribly untrue. She claimed at that time she wanted to reevaluate her life, raise her three daughters, and spend time with her family, especially after Triple H's serious heart situation. However, when the hush money scandal came out with Vince in the Wall Street Journal, she returned to the company. She kept that seat warm, and Vince was plotting his return since then. Meltzer wrote, but that doesn't explain why this was a resignation, and she left the board and cut all ties with the company she has worked for since she was a teenager. She also conceded that she and Vince did have issues in working together as family members, and now Khan was a buffer who kept things smooth between them as well as between Vince and Paul Levesque. As previously reported, WWE is looking to sell the company by the middle of this year. This is something that Triple H and Stephanie reportedly had opposed. They were opposed to a company sale. They didn't mind if the company was going to be sold, but more likely they didn't want the company to be sold. You'll see reports, and I've seen them pop up, that Stephanie and Triple H 
were not opposed to selling the company. And then reports like this from Meltzer that they did oppose the sale of the company. That's just kind of painting them in the uh, in the middle of the road type situation. They didn't want the sale of the company to be happening this year. I, I doubt they wanted the company to, to be sold, period. I'm not believing that fucking bullshit. I'm not believing that at all. Let's let's go back. Let, let's let's dissect what Dave Meltzer said here. In WWE, they tried to present this situation to leave as being related to the decision last year. No, absolutely not. If you believe anything that anybody else is saying about her wanting to go home and be with her family and all this other nonsense, she had a reason to step back last time because Triple H was on the road to recover. She had to take care of her husband. So I get that is the greatest reason to want to step away. Her husband was on the verge of death. So she stepped away, and rightfully so. Without Stephanie, Triple H says he wouldn't be here anymore. So she stepped away for the right reasons. That I believed. That I believed. This time, no. Why would she step away now when money is being made hand over fist? Why would she be stepping away if things are so great? Interest is up. Revenue is up. Ratings are up. Sales are up. WWE's interest is at an all-time high in the last 10 years, 15 years. I, I don't I don't understand why anybody is looking at this and say, oh, yeah, that's the reason. <laughs> no, it's not for Stephanie to go home and be with her fucking family. Not at all. Meltzer then goes on to say, and this, this is the key part I want you guys to sit there and really contemplate, okay? It was also conceded that she and Vince did have issues in working together as family members. Nick Khan was a buffer who kept things smooth between Stephanie and Vince. Nick Khan was a buffer to keep things calm between Vince and Paul Levesque. Stephanie McMahon being there was a buffer, a shield for anything bad happening. I should should reiterate that. Stephanie, as a CEO, was a shield, a protective shield over Paul Levesque, her husband, in the current role that he has. Do you honestly think with Stephanie McMahon stepping away that that shield is as strong as it was when she was there? No. Stephanie McMahon stepping away from the company has now opened up the floodgates for Vince McMahon to do whatever the fuck he wants with Triple H. And that's what's scaring the shit out of everybody. It is easier for for Triple H to get fired now, to be removed now with Stephanie gone. Stephanie was the only thing helping us as a fan base keep things normal. Stephanie was the only thing in WWE keeping us protected from Vince McMahon. Now that she's not there, that protection is fucking gone. And people say, well, it's not all doom and gloom. It absolutely fucking is. Because if Stephanie McMahon stepped away, that was basically her telling you that shit is about to get fucking worse. And you have no idea what the fuck is coming. Because if things were so great, Stephanie wouldn't step away at all. She wouldn't have stepped away at all. I don't know how people don't put two and two together here. I really don't. This is very easy to dissect. Everything that you read, you know, I want, I want to let you guys know, I don't give a fuck about mainstream media, I don't watch the news, I don't watch CNN, I don't watch none of this shit. I mean, 
It's fucking ridiculous. Every single person toes a company line. Every single person puts out a statement or a news article, and they want you to hear your their side of the story. They're not going to give you the fucking truth. There is no truth in anything that is written in these reports. None. None. They want you to know what their side of the story is. They want you to know the narrative that they are pushing, not the real narrative. Why would the real narrative be out there? There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Stephanie McMahon resigned as CEO. Talent did not like this. WWE confirmed to Fightful that Nick Khan would be serving as solo CEO of the company. And it was reiterated via WWE source that Triple H is still chief content officer and in charge of live events and talent for now. This has been repeatedly stressed to Fightful. It was portrayed to Fightful as Stephanie McMahon was resuming the leave of absence she had taken last year before returning to work months later when Vince McMahon stepped down and later retired. Stephanie's remained well-liked amongst staff and talent that we've spoken to, as has Nick Khan, who will assume more of her duties. Stephanie McMahon led an employee meeting on January 6th where she admitted there's naturally some animosity with Vince McMahon being back before correcting the term to angst regarding some feelings about Vince McMahon forcing his way back in. Much of Stephanie McMahon's own team was dismantled in major budget cuts during the pandemic. Several WWE talent messaged Fightful, very confused by the situation, asking what it really meant for both Stephanie and Nick Khan. The general consensus that we gauged was uncertainty of what a move like this actually means. One talent heavily stressed that they believe Vince McMahon taking over creative duties would lead to public frustration from the entire roster. Another source said that they're hopeful this means a sale is coming. This has led a lot of questions about Triple H's future as head of creative in the company, with many believing McMahon could return to all of his previous roles, which it could happen. I love how people say, oh, it can't happen. It's already happening. It's already happening, and it's going to get worse. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful said it was that... You know, all the all the worry and all the uh, the upset that Triple H is going to be removed. He said it has been reiterated to him that Triple H is currently still the chief content officer of the company and will be heading up talent and live events. You know, Stephanie McMahon had a this was two Fridays ago. Stephanie McMahon led a meeting, not with talent. She led a meeting that basically was her, Frank Riddick III, 
and Nick Khan to WWE employees, and they actively stated that WWE's management team and the way it currently sits right now, nothing is going to change. That's where the angst and animosity words were thrown around. People were very upset that Vince McMahon forced his way back into the company. Now, that was on January 6th. She said nothing will change. That was Friday, January 6th. The following week on Tuesday, Stephanie quit. So, uh, you know, the way I look at it is basically Stephanie lied to everybody saying, yeah, don't worry, don't worry, everything is going to remain unchanged and WWE is going to continue to operate the way it's been in the last seven months. She basically lied to the company and abandoned ship. She was the captain and she wasn't going down with the ship. Goodbye. Quit. This past Friday, Triple H held a talent meeting with talent, with all talent, mandatory talent meeting on January 13th. And this was done to help calm the nerves of some talent. A lot of people think Vince McMahon forced his way back into the company, which has been very well documented. And that's exactly what it looks like. Not looks like, that's exactly what it is. He forced his way, blackmailed his way back into the company. Because without him, no TV rights deals can be negotiated to sell the company. Can't be done without him. He's not going to approve anything. Triple H said that he's been assured that Vince McMahon's return to the company is to see the company should be sold and help lead the charge to figure out who they might sell the company to if they do. He made an attempt to squash the story of a sale being a done deal and even said if it happened, it would take a lot longer. You know, this is where... I want to stop there. This is where a lot of people, a lot of journalists in the community, and, you know, there are some that got very uh, trigger happy on Tuesday and on Wednesday going into Thursday. There were uh, reports going out as exclusive. There were several in the community saying this and that about a Saudi deal. It's a done deal, blah, blah, blah. You know, there there are people out there that got very trigger happy. I was one of the people that did not get very trigger happy because I didn't have all the details in front of me. And I put something out on social media saying that the pro wrestling media and the journalists really kind of fucking kind of looked like a bunch of clowns. They looked like a bunch of fucking idiots on Tuesday going into Wednesday with all this WWE is sold narrative and nonsense when they didn't have any real solid evidence. All you have to do is put two and two together. All you have to do is use common logic. Number one, why would WWE sell the fucking company so soon after Vince McMahon gets back into the fold as head of board of directors, now chairman of the board? Why would they sell so quickly? In the same week that he was now announced as head of the board of directors, When literally, days before that, WWE had hired J.P. Morgan Chase to negotiate a sale of the company. I don't really understand how you could look at WWE being sold. If you merely backtrack a good 48 to 72 hours, there was a report that WWE now brought on board to help with the sale of the company, J.P. Morgan Chase. Now, I'm not a business fucking guy. I know my business here, but I don't, I don't really sit there and fucking uh, analyze uh, Wall Street and business and all this other fucking bullshit. Not my forte. It's not my forte. It's not my bread and butter. 
We're a fans podcast. We're talking about creative and what's best for the company on TV. That's all I care about, right? That's all anybody should care about. But I don't know why anybody would think the company sold when literally there were reports out in that same week that WWE has brought in J.P. Morgan Chase to help facilitate a sale of the company and help them with that. I never heard of a multi-billion dollar company hiring on somebody like that, a financial firm like that, and then the company sold within the next 48 hours. I mean, I don't understand that. Additionally, I don't know why people made themselves look so stupid in regards to that because you're not going to hear it from Bodyslam.net. You're not going to hear it from NoIQ.com. You're not going to hear it from John Alba, Brandon Thurston. I mean, give me a fucking break. You're going you're gonna to find out the sale of the company via those names on social media. That's who you're putting all of your news and hopes and dreams into, right? Those guys. I don't understand it. If you're going to hear something of this magnitude, the sale of the company... You're going to hear it from Vince McMahon himself. You're going to hear it from Nick Khan himself. You're going to hear from CNBC. You're going to hear from some fucking mega mogul on Wall Street somewhere. Anybody but Twitter. I'm sorry. I don't give a fuck how many Patreons Fightful has. You're not going to hear about the sale of the company before CNBC or somebody higher up in the company that is leading the charge. I'm sorry. They made themselves look fucking stupid. Most of the journalists in this community don't know any better. They're a bunch of garbage. There's a reason why I didn't go live, and there's a reason why several others that I'm close to did not go live either, because we are of common sense and logic. Unless we have all the fucking information right there in front of us, we don't want to talk about jack shit. Because I've seen people in the community, two hours, two and a half hours, talking about what? Rumors that WWE sold to Saudi and you have no information? You don't even have fucking information on yourself to collect a thought to bring any rational discussion to the fucking table. That's why I waited till Wednesday, went live with Jesse, fucking typed up a whole slew of shit and got myself ready, prepared, and gave everybody in the community very topical discussions. You know, we are YouTube content creators. I get it. Everybody wants to be the first to do something. It's never been my motto. I'm pretty confident in myself to know that no matter when I get to talk about something, when I get to talk about something of that magnitude, if I hold off for a little bit, 24, 48 hours, you're going to be there anyway to find out what I have to say. That's the confidence I have in my show and what I do here. I don't need to be first to do anything. I'll tweet about it. I'll make a video post on Twitter about it. Give you my fucking in real time thoughts. If, you know, if WWE sold to say, that's all I did. If. You know, possibility, blah, blah, blah. I never reported anything as news. It's not my job. I always give my opinion on what if, what if, when, blah, blah, blah. Never. Never do I report anything as news. It's always from somebody else. And then I give my opinion. It was a done deal. Triple H squashed that story and said it would take a lot longer. What calmed many talents' concerns was Triple H stating that none of what is going on with Vince McMahon will change the creative process he has in place or the team that helps put it together. But Stephanie McMahon said the same thing. 
Stephanie McMahon said the same thing literally one Friday ago before January 13th, saying that nothing will change. And then she gets up and walks away and quits the company. Triple H did keep it open and say that anything could change. But right now, Vince McMahon defers final creative to Triple H. I'm not so sure about that. I'm not so sure about that. I do think Vince has some sort of influence over the main roster and the creative that we see. Triple H also said that while he and Vince McMahon may have had discussions about creative, he makes the final call. WWE was adamant in an official sense to us at Fightful that Triple H is still running creative for now. I have to stress for now. Triple H also thanked the talent for all that they do and said he understood that there was some concern. Reportedly, Kevin Dunn also spoke at this talent meeting. He said that he worked for Vince McMahon for 40 years and since coming back, since Vince hasn't said a peep to him about making changes. So Kevin Dunn told the talent that he worked for Vince McMahon for 40 years and since coming back, Vince hasn't said a goddamn thing about anything changing to him. We heard that Vince had made suggestions regarding other departments, but said that it wasn't implemented. Dunn largely reiterated Triple H's points. It was said by many that this was a calm down meeting. According to updates from Fightful, Vince McMahon is rumored to already be sending messages to different departments in WWE to inform them that they're not doing things correctly. It was also noted that there is a huge difference between Triple H and Vince McMahon's leadership styles. The roster morale and reception to Stephen McMahon and Nick Khan as compared to Vince McMahon has been night and day. Even Triple H's guidance has led talent and staff telling us that work is more fun. While we've heard rumors that Vince McMahon has already sent word to some departments to say that they're doing things wrong since his return. It was noted that the departments in question have not been confirmed and no departments were were given specifically. Since he is chairman of the board, once again, Mr. McMahon's word has a considerable amount of weight to it. So Kevin Dunn spoke at this meeting. Kevin Dunn spoke at this meeting. I want to paint a picture for you guys, and I want you to understand where I'm coming from. Why would Vince McMahon tell anybody? And I'm including Kevin Dunn in this because Kevin Dunn is probably his number one right-hand man. Everything, Kevin Dunn, man, the book of the book of secrets and the skeletons in that fucking closet that that man knows is, is fucking endless. I mean, you, you, you could probably write fucking eight motion pictures and fucking 16 books on what Kevin Dunn knows about Vince McMahon and everything that has been kept secret and all of Vince McMahon's darkest fucking secrets. It's ridiculous. If Vince McMahon is in charge, if Vince, say theoretically, Vince McMahon is running creative, right? Why would he tell anybody? Why would Vince McMahon tell anybody? Vince McMahon telling anybody and making an official statement coming out that he is back as head of creative would absolutely kill the company because nobody wants him there. Not only would it kill the company, stock would plummet because nobody wants Vince back in that role. The stock is up right now, not because Vince McMahon is back. The stock is up because WWE is selling the company and all those shareholders and all the people that have pumped money into this company want a paycheck. They want a payday and then they want out. That's all that they want. The stock is up because of that, not because Vince McMahon is back. Vince has fuck all to do with the stock being up. 
if people had their choice, Vince wouldn't be there. Vince would not be there. The board of directors unanimously said Vince coming back would be a hindrance to the company. It would be a step backwards for the company. Nobody wants it. Unanimously voted. Then all of a sudden we were unanimously voted to have him back in the chair as chairman of the board. Now at this point, Stephanie had stepped down. Her vote did not count. Triple H had no choice. At that point, Triple H and his balls were in Vince McMahon's hand because his wife had stepped down. For Triple H to do what he needs to do in his role right now, for now, he needed to vote yes. Meanwhile, Vince McMahon has taken the board of directors and swung all of its power in his direction. So no matter what the company wanted to do, he had assembled the board of directors to be yes, 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 all for Vince McMahon. And with Stephanie stepping down, that was basically the end of Triple H opposing anything Vince McMahon. Why would Vince McMahon do anything publicly from this point on? If he's really running the company, he's going to do so secret. in secret. He's going to be fucking Batman sitting atop a fucking building in the night in Gotham City. That's what he's going to do. There would be roster upheaval. There would be roster, you know, angst. People would want out. People don't want him. Vince knows all this. Kevin Dunn knows all this. You're going to trust Kevin Dunn. I have to ask you guys a very serious question. You're going to trust Kevin fucking Dunn in a talent meeting to tell you exactly what is going on? This is the same fucking guy that did not want Becky Lynch on television because she was unattractive and didn't like the sound of her voice. He didn't like her accent. This is the same sexist Kevin Dunn that followed Vince McMahon's every whim with John Laurinaitis. This man absolutely opposed what was best for the roster to appease Vince McMahon at every twist and turn. And now you're going to sit there and accept Vince McMahon through Kevin Dunn? You're going to accept Kevin Dunn and his word as gospel here in this talent meeting on January 13th. If you're somebody in that locker room that sat there and said, oh, oh, oh man, Kevin Dunn said so. I think we're, I think we're now back on calm seas. I don't think you belong there. You may be too fucking stupid to be a professional wrestler and work for the WWE. You're completely brain dead to know what the fuck is going on. I, I don't understand. I don't understand. How anybody sitting here as a podcaster, as a host of a show, as a fucking writer, a dirt sheet analyst, or somebody. I don't know how you sit there and don't make these valid points. How are you going to sit there and trust Kevin Dunn? It's It's fucking laughable, man. It is so fucking laughable. Roster morale is up. Not anymore. Not anymore. People are back to walking on eggshells. People are thinking about, oh, man, what if he does come back? You know, that little what if, that little doubt, that little cloud of doubt now with Vince back, you think people are going to be performing at their best? You think that lock of morale is going to be as high as it was with Triple H solely in charge, knowing that he's in charge and making all the decisions? I don't think so. You cast that what if, you cast that little bit of doubt, and that is a nice little blow to the gut for that locker room. It's not as high as it's been. 
There's no way it could be. Now, about the creative process, Triple H did say anything could change, and he is right about that. We could come next week, and Triple H could be out of a fucking job. We don't know. We don't know. But Triple H said that while he and Vince may have discussions, he makes the final call. Oh, oh really? Vince McMahon makes the final call. Is that so? Well, certain things have happened on WWE TV that don't really make sense to me. And I'm going to go over a couple of specific ones so you guys are fully aware of what's going on. Remember back when Monday Night Raw was getting started under the leadership of Triple H? Do you guys remember the format of Monday Night Raw? I know I do. Everybody's like, oh, oh my God, there's so much wrestling on this show. There's like five matches spread out between 15 and 20, 15 and 20 minutes. You got fucking losers like Vince Russo, bro. Uh, the, nobody's watching this for pro wrestling, bro. It's matches are too long, bro. We got to digest this in 60 to 90 seconds, bro. You know, there were a lot of people, you know, those types of podcasters, Vince Russo and Disco fucking retard, and, you know, that crew over there who don't really love professional wrestling and are only in this to hate on everything. But, you know, the format of Monday Night Raw was five matches, 15 minutes, promo segment in between, a backstage segment here, uh, an in-ring segment there. The format of the show has changed drastically. So instead of getting 15-minute matches spread out across three, four matches, now we're getting four-minute matches, we're getting three-minute matches, we're getting six-minute matches, we're getting more of that old-school Vince McMahon mentality. So when Triple H says, yeah, well, yeah, me and Vince have had some discussions on things, but I make the final call. Who's exactly making the final call? Because if you don't notice the change to Monday Night Raw to where it was in July and August, to where it is now, I mean, I don't know what the fuck you, you are watching. I really don't. Things are different. Monday Night Raw has sank like a rock on Monday night after some excitement. And now it doesn't feel like it did six months ago. Ronda Rousey is another thing. WWE had given Ronda Rousey this, you know, baby face, this baby face fucking persona. She's out there fucking uh, taking granny's hand and walking her across the street so she can make the green light, right? And carrying the grandma's groceries. Hey, can I help you? You take your groceries to the car, right? And Ronda's shaking little kids' hands and she's smiling out there. Badass Ronda Rousey acting like a complete fucking pussy, out on WWE television. That's not badass Ronda Rousey. Right? Vince wanted Ronda to be a babyface. Triple H, and I seen it. I seen it. Triple H was taking Ronda and making her into a heel. All of a sudden, that went away. That went away. And we didn't see it. It was almost as if it was dropped. Then Ronda went back to doing what she did with uh, Liv Morgan. And, you know, she was in between. And nothing really felt the same. That was dropped. That was dropped. Never to be seen again. Charlotte Flair is the greatest example. Charlotte Flair is the greatest example of Vince McMahon potentially being backed. There there is no way on this fucking planet anyone is going, now that we know what we know, and Vince is in charge and head of board of directors, there is no fucking way anybody is going to convince me otherwise 
that Triple H was completely in charge of Charlotte Flair's booking on that fabled evening where she beat Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship after being off TV for seven months. There's no fucking way. There's no way. After knowing what we know now, I can't, I can't even begin to come up with a situation where Triple H did something like that. And all of the time that we watched NXT and Triple H and William Regal and Matt Bloom and all his team leading black and gold, I cannot ever see or I don't ever remember Triple H doing anything like that on the main roster or on NXT rather. Why would he do that on the main roster? I just find it very difficult to believe. You know, it is it is very Vince McMahon-esque. You know, it, it didn't make sense. Charlotte coming back, basically, you know, and, and you got the fucking blithering idiots out. Oh, well, at least it's better than Ronda. I, I'm sorry, I don't see the difference between Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey because Ronda, she did nothing for the fuck, fucking title, and Charlotte is not going to do anything for the title either. What exactly is Charlotte going to do with the SmackDown Women's Championship that Ronda didn't do? Charlotte's already buried all of the division, so putting her in there with anybody else, what are we doing? We're just giving us reruns and rehash. Charlotte is a babyface. You fucking kidding me? Nobody's going to cheer Charlotte Flair. She's already miscast. I give this about four weeks before she's back to being heel. Who in that division is Charlotte Flair going to wrestle and put over? She's buried everybody. So what exactly is the difference between Ronda and Charlotte? Charlotte's a better wrestler? No fuck, no, no fucking shit. Charlotte's a better wrestler. The fucking mannequin in the, in the Macy's window is, better, is, is a better wrestler than Ronda Rousey. Give me a break. But you mean to tell me that Triple H booked that fucking outcome? Basically ruining money in the bank while he's at it? I don't think so. I don't think Triple H is even capable of anything like that. Liv Morgan won money in the bank. Liv Morgan cashed in on Ronda. She had to win a briefcase to win against Ronda. Charlotte comes back and cashes in Charlotte in the bank. Is that a new fucking concept that I don't know about? Came back and basically said, fuck the money in the bank. Who needs it? Well, everybody else has got to qualify to win a fucking ladder match. Charlotte comes back and says no. I don't need it. I'm Charlotte Flair. You mean to tell me that was Triple H? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. That was that was fucking very Vince McMahon-esque. Very. And we've seen that several times in Vince McMahon's fucking administration. So I don't believe that for a fucking second at all. These meetings are bullshit. These meetings are bullshit. Stephanie McMahon quit days after her meeting on January 6th. So why would I believe Triple H when his wife said the same thing and then fucking quit? What does she know that Triple H doesn't know? Triple H knows. Triple H needs to be fucking Papa H. He needs to assume the role of Papa H here to calm everybody down because even he knows there's nothing he can do and he knows that there is going to be change that is well beyond his pay grade that he has absolutely no influence over. These meetings are bullshit. The talent is concerned. And if you are not concerned, you better start getting concerned because this shit is about to explode in worse ways than you could ever imagine. I don't trust these fucking people at all. Now, with Vince rumored to be sending messages to different departments 
because they're not doing things correctly. Oh, they're doing things correctly. They're doing things correctly. That is a bullshit story. They're not doing things correctly. Yes, they are. They're not doing things the way Vince McMahon wants. That's why he has a problem with it. So when Triple H says, yes, nothing is going to change, and then when you hear Vince McMahon is already sending messages to different departments about how things are not being done correctly, you mean to tell me that this man, and Triple H said it himself, yes, things could change, but he's basically back to sell the company, and that is it. But he's sending messages to other departments, and nobody knows. He's doing things in secret. If Vince McMahon is back, he is Batman. You're not going to know about it. And Kevin Dunn's not going to tell you he's back because if he does, then nobody's going to want to work there. None of this makes sense. None of it. It's all a joke. It is all a fucking joke at this point. I don't know why anybody would believe anything that's being reported. And I want you guys to understand, question, question everything you read. Read it slow, comprehend, take it in, and just dissect. The answers are there if you're looking for If you want to look hard enough, the answers are there. If you're going to fucking gauge these reports from Fightful and, and fucking Brandon Thurston, all these other reports that come out, right? The answers are right there. You just have to look for them. Stephanie, she left a statement following her WWE exit, quit. The company. Dear WWE Universe, about eight months ago, I took a leave of absence and within a few weeks, unexpectedly, had the opportunity of a lifetime. I had the privilege to return as co-CEO and chairwoman of the board for WWE. I cannot put into words how proud I am to have led what I consider the greatest company in the world, working alongside remarkable leadership and one of the strongest executives I've known in my co-CEO, Nick Khan. Our founder, Vince McMahon, has returned as executive chair, and is leading an exciting process regarding strategic alternatives. And with Nick's leadership and Paul Levesque as chief content officer, I am confident WWE is in the perfect place to continue to provide unparalleled creative content and drive maximum value for shareholders. WWE is in such a strong position. She's just telling you right now, WWE is in a strong position. If they were in such a strong position, why is she leaving? I don't get it. I have decided to return to my leave and take it one step further with my official resignation. I look forward to cheering on WWE from the other side of the business where I started when I was a little kid as a pure fan. I will always remain dedicated to WWE. I truly love our company, our employees, our superstars, and our fans. I am grateful to all our partners. Thank you for everything. Then, now, forever. Together. No. Together, no. That together part is completely bullshit because there is nothing together. There's no togetherness about the McMahon family. If everything was so great, WWE's in a strong position, right? In, in such a strong position. If, if everything was in such a strong position, why is Stephanie McMahon quitting the company? Then we come to find out that WWE was sold. They were sold! Says all of the fucking neckbeard journalists in the community who live more than likely in their mother's basement. WWE selling to Saudi Arabia was reportedly agreed in principle. Sure it was. Sure it was. A little timeline of 
how things happened. It began at 6.36 p.m. New York time on Tuesday when Stephanie McMahon tweeted to announce that she was not only leaving the co-CEO role that she assumed last summer, but she was resigning from the co- <coughs> quit the company altogether. In doing so, she also revealed that her father, Vince McMahon, is returning to his former role as executive chair with Nick Khan remaining as sole CEO and Triple H, Paul Levesque, staying on as chief content officer. The election of Vince McMahon to the executive chair role appears to be, you know, something that happened after Stephanie's resignation from the board of directors show. So her vote was not given in regards to Vince McMahon being voted back in. You know, this man was voted back unanimously. I, I love to know how there were there, there were so much animosity with him coming back and the board unanimously weeks before this voted Vince not to come back. They would, they would say it was bad for the board of directors, right? It was bad for the WWE. Yet this time, you know, they redid it and they voted him back as chairman of the board unanimously. How did that happen? How did that happen? Vince McMahon had blackmailed his way back into the company. He changed bylaws in the WWE to appease him and his staff and his hand-chosen staff. Vince McMahon has altered the board of directors so vastly that everything that happens now is going to swing in his direction. There were three people that stepped down, right? Three people, three people that were, were fired, I should say, fired from the board of directors, two stepped down. So the removal of five members of the board of directors, gone. How many of those members were part of the investigation? For WWE, I don't know. I don't know. A couple of them were. So they stepped away. Two people quit on their own because they realized how wrong Vince McMahon was for doing what he was doing, and they wanted no part of that. In turn, Vince McMahon brings back Michelle Wilson. In turn, Vince McMahon brings back George Barrios. Nick Khan is not going to, and they will do whatever he says. Nick Khan is not going to go against WWE uh, or Vince McMahon now, right? He's got, you know, Nick Khan in his pocket, Triple H, with Stephanie stepping down, has no fucking choice but to go against, uh, to go with, rather, Vince McMahon. Because if he doesn't, if he goes against Vince McMahon, then, then Triple H is fucked. So Triple H, for the time being, is going to play the rules of a madman and do what he needs to do to keep his position. So he was basically, Triple H, out of all this, was blackmailed. He was, he was forced to make a yes vote for Vince McMahon because the board... Three weeks before this, had voted unanimously to not have Vince McMahon back, and Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, Stephanie McMahon were a part of the board of directors. So he has swung the entire situation in his direction. So if there's any sort of vote, Vince has got the vote. Vince has the majority vote of the, on the board of directors. The election of Vince McMahon to executive chair happened after Stephanie stepped down. So her vote, like I said, did not count. She did not vote. Shortly after that announcement, rumors began to circulate that a deal had been agreed for Saudi Arabia's state-owned public investment fund to buy the company. Just before 10.30 p.m., sports, like, sports sites like DAZN and Dummy Steve, Steve Mulehausen confirmed that sources had indeed told them that the company has been sold. Who these sources are, I have no fucking idea. This is the same geek, Steve Mulehausen, who said Sasha Banks was back according to sources, and she will be teaming with Soraya on AEW Dynamite. Didn't happen. Then he goes out there and says WWE's been sold, and then he deleted the tweet. Didn't happen. It was debunked as false. So Steve Mulehausen, within, 
a span of a week has basically killed all his credibility as a fucking uh, dirt rider or leaker sources that he got. I don't know where the fuck he got his sources from. As an analyst and a reporter, his credibility is shot. Nobody will ever believe anything this man says again. It's quite the one-two combination there. Sasha Banks didn't come back, or, or Mercedes Varnado didn't debut with AEW, and then WWE not sold to the Saudis? You may need to find a new line of work there, bro. According to reports, the sale has been agreed in principle and will involve the company returning to private ownership for the first time since 1999 when it became a publicly traded entity. Agreed in principle. I said this before. Why would WWE, how could WWE be sold when days before this, it was reported that J.P. Morgan Chase has now signed on to help WWE facilitate a sale of the company? So I just don't see how anybody looked at this and said, oh, yeah, WWE, they just brought on. I mean, I would, I would have to think that J.P. Morgan Chase is going to need more than fucking three days to sell the company. I don't understand how people were just going with this and didn't really sit there and think logically about the situation. Now, I said my piece on social media, and I gained quite the following on social media due to my opinion about the topic. I never said WWE was sold. I always used... Keywords like what if, what if, if, right? Imagine WWE being sold to the Saudis. Imagine. Can you imagine WWE being sold to the Saudis? That would be, that would basically be WWE and Vince McMahon blackballing or blacklisting WWE here in this country. There's no way anything regarding the Saudis is going to be looked at as a good thing for this company as far as anything here in the United States. None. Fans are not going to approve of that. You know, who knows what major entities, sponsors, networks want to work with WWE if they're in bed with the Saudis. It is a basically, it is basically a suicide move. It is basically Russian roulette with WWE. Selling it to the Saudis? I mean, who knows? It is such a risk that I don't know if it is right to take that type of risk. I could sit there and tell you that, oh yeah, the Saudis could offer $15 billion for the company. How's Vince McMahon going to turn that down? I don't know. He's got to do what is best for the shareholders. He's got to maximize his strategic alternatives. That's the, the key word. Those are the key words he keeps using. $15 billion to the Saudis, that's a lot of money, man. That's a lot of money. The reason why people got so bent out of shape with the rumor about WWE selling to the Saudis It is not because of the obvious that I gave you. It is because of WWE selling to the Saudis and then them putting the company under a private label. The company would not be sold on Wall Street. It would be taken private. And that's exactly the beautiful thing That is the allure of selling to the Saudis to Vince McMahon. Not only is he going to maximize money, sell the company for double the price of what it's worth now. It's Vince McMahon basically saying, hey, we're going to go private and I'm in charge. These people don't know any better, right? The Saudis don't know any better. These are the same fucking people that wanted to book Yokozuna for the greatest Royal Rumble. These are the same people that wanted to book the Ultimate Warrior for a Crown Jewel show or, or a Super Showdown show. 
not realizing, not realizing that both men had passed on and died. That's the people. Those are the people that WWE is working with. They don't know any better. To them, Vince McMahon is a fucking god. To them, Vince McMahon is pro wrestling. There's no other alternative. Vince McMahon is the creator of all this. Why would we want to get rid of him? They don't know any better. They don't know jack shit. That's the part that got me upset. Not the fucking, you know, obvious. That's the part that got me upset. Vince selling to the Saudis is a very attractive thing. Because not only does it take the company private, but he knows exactly who he's going to be dealing with. They know exactly who they're going to be dealing with. And it gives Vince McMahon the perfect leverage to negotiate a deal with them to keep him in power. Vince McMahon will be in charge of WWE if he sells to the Saudis. They don't know any better. And that's all he wants. That's all he wants. All we read is, well, the Saudis got it, agreed in principle. Then we heard that the company had, you know, not been sold. It was false. Everything was debunked. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know how it went from sold to debunked, sold to not sold. I'm assuming that there is smoke to the fire because, again, if Stephanie McMahon had stepped down, she stepped down for a very, very, very big reason. Stephanie McMahon said, everything is up. Everything is going great. And then she steps away. Stephanie stepped away for what reason? Is there anybody out there that's going to uncover the real reason why Stephanie McMahon stepped away? Does she have that much angst towards her father? Were the words that she used in that backstage meeting coming from her heart were the angst and the animosity that she said was being felt in the WWE coming from the roster or her? Does she hate her father that much? She has every fucking reason to hate her father. Look at what he did to her mother. The family is fucked. That family is fucking dysfunctional as fuck. There is reasons, personally, for, for Stephanie McMahon to hate her own father. But if you're asking me, J.D., who do you think the company is going to be sold to? I honestly think at the end of the day, the Saudis have the best opportunity of all to buy the company. Now you're starting to hear the narrative, oh, Saudi isn't the front runner, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Why wouldn't they be the front runner? Why wouldn't they be the front runner? They have $600 plus billion worth in assets. You mean to tell me that they don't want to own WWE? What the fuck is owning WWE to them? Couch change to the prince. Is Vince going to say no to a $20 billion offer from the Saudis? He's got to deal with the consequences that come with it. I don't think Vince McMahon gives a fuck about the consequences that come with it because Vince McMahon doesn't give a fuck about the company. He doesn't. All he cares about himself And all he cares is about getting back into power and getting himself back to where he was before the Wall Street Journal fucked him up. And even more so, if the company goes private, they don't have to answer to Wall Street. He doesn't give a shit about the fucking shit that's happening now as the the, the company's publicly traded. He beat all this while the company was publicly traded. You think Vince McMahon's going to give a fucking iota of a fuck about the company if it goes private or anything regarding him if the company goes private? It even gives him more reason to continue thinking of himself the way he thinks of himself.
He has to answer to nobody. Vince McMahon answers to nobody. If it's sold to the Saudis, if it's sold to Saudi Arabia, and it goes private, Vince McMahon answers to nobody. Vince McMahon is in charge. Saudi is not going to change leadership. They're not going to choose Triple H over Vince McMahon. They're not going to hire Stephanie McMahon back. That could be another reason why Stephanie McMahon stepped away. She caught wind of a deal potentially to Saudi, and she said, fuck this shit. Not only do I not want the company sold, but let alone selling it to the Saudis? Is Saudi Arabia going to want a woman CEO running the company? That goes against their MO. That goes against everything that they are. She probably got out of harm's way before anything catastrophic takes place. Who knows? Who knows? But selling to Saudi, to me, I honestly think there's smoke to that fire because Stephanie stepped down and Stephanie isn't going to step down. She's not. She's not going to step down for no reason. There is a reason and that is the big thing that, you know, if the, the, the journalists were so fucking good at their job, they would find out why Stephanie actually stepped down because the fucking reasons that they're trying to feed to you are not the reasons, and they're stealing your $5. They're stealing your money to basically read bullshit. If they were so good at their jobs, then they should find out why Stephanie McMahon stepped down because taking care of her fucking family and resigning from the company to be mommy at home to her daughters is not the fucking reason. It's not. Stephanie McMahon is not stepping down if the company, if the rumors are, yeah, WWE is selling to Comcast. WWE is selling to Disney. WWE is selling to Endeavor. WWE is selling to whoever. NBCU here in the United States. If they're selling to a North American-based company, Stephanie McMahon is not stepping down and quitting the company. So when you ask me, J.D., who do you think the company is going to be sold to? I think there's smoke to that fire. Something got out. Maybe they're talking and Saudi is right now on the list of priorities for WWE. Is it sold? No, it's the company's not sold right now. I don't think the company's going to be sold within a week of announcing J.P. Morgan Chase to take on WWE's portfolio and to sell the company. But do I think that there is smoke to the fire in what we've seen transpire chronologically with Vince taking chairman of the board again, Stephanie stepping down, and then the, the rumors of selling to Saudi? I think everything is connected. I think everything is aligned. Everything. Stephanie didn't step down for no reason at all. Stephanie's not stepping down if the company sold to a North American company. Mark my words on that. She's not. If everything was so fucking good, then Stephanie McMahon would be on board still. If the company was being sold to a Comcast or Disney or an Endeavor or an NBCU, she would still be on board because she would have influence and her power and her figure would shine through all the negativity and Stephanie McMahon could be that leader that the company needs. Now she's gone, and Vince McMahon can do whatever he wants. This is his own playground all over again. This is his show. This is his company now, again. I don't give a fuck who the company sold to, as long as it's not Saudi Arabia. I don't give a fuck how much money they're worth. I don't give a shit how much, you know, this is and that is and who they can bring in and blah, blah, blah. Selling the WWE and all of its assets, all of its tape library to the Saudis who don't know a a lick of anything is such a disrespectful fucking look, a disrespectful move to the fans that have supported this company through years and years and years and years and years of content. 
just handing it over to these people who don't know any better. The company is finished at that point. A dark cloud will be hanging over the company here in the United States. The likelihood of them grabbing a TV deal is going to be very difficult. Who's going to want to work with people who own the company in that part of the country? Nobody. Who's going to want to work with Vince McMahon being in charge? You think NBC Universal is going to want to give WWE a TV deal or Fox is going to want to give WWE a TV deal when Vince McMahon is in charge? If he sells to the Saudis, he's in charge. If he sells to the Saudis, he's taking over every single role that he had previously. You think NBC or Fox want to give them TV rights deals to air their show on their network with Vince in charge? That's not what they want. They don't want Vince back now. That's why he's doing everything in secret. If NBC or Fox are going to maintain WWE television for the next five years after this next set of negotiations, whoever buys the company, if it's a United States-based company, all I ask is that Vince is gone. Sell the company. Get him in charge. Sell the company. Have him be the one that facilitates to sell the company. Whoever grabs the company and buys the company, if it's a North North American-based company, they should not want, there's no reason at all for anybody to want Vince McMahon in charge. Do we see Stephanie McMahon come back? I don't know. Can they request Stephanie to come back? Yes, we got the company. It's ours. We want Stephanie McMahon in charge. We want her to run the company. We want her and Nick Khan to run the company. We want Triple H in charge of creative. I cannot foresee any one of these companies. I can't. That's all I ask. Whoever they negotiate with, if they keep Vince McMahon in charge, the company is dead. The company is finished. Because at that point, Vince is going nowhere, and Vince will die in the chair. Shortly after the announcement, rumors began to circulate that the WWE has been sold to Saudi. The Zone 1030 put out a statement, and then others followed. Agreed in principle would involve the company returning to private ownership for the first time since 1999 when it became a publicly traded company. At present, these are still rumors. Several prominent journalists have emphasized that no one in the company is yet to confirm the rumors. And indeed, many are expressing skepticism that the news is accurate. While there is no official comment on the Saudi rumors, the company has expressed a or issued a press release thanking Stephanie McMahon for her contributions to the company. And Vince said his daughter will always be the ultimate ambassador for our company and her decades of contributions have left an immeasurable impact for our brand. Nobody has asked, nobody has asked, why does WWE need to sell? Nobody. This is what angers me most. The community is garbage. Nobody brings real topical discussion to the forefront. You're all being blinded. You're all being swindled for your $5. You're all doing this, 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 that to fucking listen to some fucking jerk off talk about nothing but super chats and fucking whatever. Questions. No questions are being answered here. The question that I want answered is why Stephanie McMahon stepped down because the fucking reasons that you're paying for to find out are not the reasons. The question that I want answered is why is WWE selling now? If everything is so fucking great. Has anybody asked that question? Everything is up. Everything is up. Stephanie McMahon didn't walk away because the company is fucking making more money than ever before. She didn't step away because WWE is in in the best position that's ever been. 
Vince McMahon is a fucking egomaniac. If you told me, if you told me, J.D., I think Vince McMahon has dementia or, or Vince McMahon has early onset Alzheimer's, I would, I would say, you know what? I, I probably would think the same thing. 78-year-old Vince McMahon is making decisions like this to sell the fucking company. He probably can't even get on his fucking tidy whities the right way in the morning. I don't understand why these questions aren't being answered. If Vince McMahon cared so much about WWE, he would not sell the company and do what he has to do to help Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon and Triple H in the fucking shadows to help make the company better. You have fucking ideas for creative? Give your ideas to Triple H and let him ponder it and let this, you know, work together as a cohesive unit. That's what should really be done here. Nick Khan, Stephanie McMahon, Triple H, and Vince McMahon as majority shareholder. All working together for the betterment of WWE. Vince McMahon doesn't give a shit about the WWE. He never did. It's his and his alone. If Vince McMahon cared about the company, he would have sat there, worked with his family on creating a better WWE for the next generation, the generation after Stephanie, the the generation after Triple H. Vince McMahon, if he cared about the company, would leave the company to his family. He would leave it to his grandchildren. That's not happening. He would rather put it in the hands of murderers. He would rather put it in the hands of Saudi Arabia because it's the best maximization of strategic alternatives for WWE. Imagine all that you've known and loved from your childhood being sold to these people who don't know any better. Now, they'll probably let WWE exist the way that it is, but it's not going to be the WWE that we know now. It's going to be run by Tri- it's going to be run by Vince McMahon, not Triple H. If Vince cared about the company, he would sell to nobody. They're making more money now than ever before. The things, things potentially are on the road to get better with Triple H and the current team, the current administration in charge. But now you want to sell? That sounds sounds a little reckless to me to sell now. Why do you want to sell the company now instead of leaving it to your family? Because it's not about selling the company. It's not about selling the company. It's about Vince McMahon getting back to ultimate power. That's all he cares about. I don't give a fuck who the company sold to. As long as it's not Saudi Arabia, but I have a feeling that it is. At the end of all this, we'll see... WWE announced sold to the Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund. Then everything you come to know is in their hands. Instead of in the hands of people who actually fucking have a streaming service and fucking have love for the company, have the best interest of the company at heart. Saudi doesn't have the best interest of the company at the heart. Vince McMahon has the best interest of Vince McMahon in his heart. And he's going to sell to those who are going to listen to his every fucking demand. Vince is not selling the company because he loves the company. You know, he would not be selling the company if he cared about the company. He would leave it to his children, his grandchildren, his kids, his son-in-law. But he can't allow that to happen. He cannot sit there and allow the company to thrive and be up. He cannot sit there and allow the company to be in the green while he's alive. He cannot sit there and watch Triple H creatively run Monday Night Raw and SmackDown better than he did because he created it all. It is his. 
And while he is alive and people are making money, more money than him, and running the show better than him, and doing things better than him, all this other shit, interest is up because he's not there, more tickets are being sold, WrestleMania sold out, and 12 fucking, with 12 weeks left to go, with 16 weeks left to go till WrestleMania in Los Angeles, all without Vince McMahon in charge because of Paul Levesque's direct influence. You think Vince McMahon sat there and said, ah, this is great for the company? No. No, Vince McMahon sat there as a crabby, old, senile, demented, pathetic fucking old man because he wasn't doing it, and he had to watch others do it, and he couldn't stand there, sit there, and take it anymore. So we had to come up with a way with his fucking men, with, with his yes men and yes women, come up with a way to get himself back in charge and take control of the company by rewriting bylaws and blackmailing his way back into the chairman position of the board of directors. And then from there, weasel himself back into the fucking company through selling the company to whoever is going to listen to every fucking women demand he has. That's where we're, that's where we're at. That's where we are. It's not about selling the company. Any right human being, any normal human being will leave this company to his fucking... WWE, I mean, they're not going anywhere. They're not... They will be here forever. It's in their fucking mission statement. They're now together, forever together, whatever. They're now forever together. Highlight the forever part. They're not going anywhere. So why does he need to sell now? It's all about ultimate control. You need to understand that. I post these clips on TikTok. I post these clips on YouTube with the shorts. And I I can't believe how demented the, the fucking TikTok wrestling community is. They are the dumbest fucking group of people that I, I honestly have a lower IQ today after the fucking comments that I read. I posted the same exact take, the same exact opinion on TikTok. It went 70,000 views and still counting now. The amount of comments that I've seen in that thread. Oh, it's Vince McMahon's company. Why are you yelling? You're going to fucking blow a blood vessel. You're going to have a heart attack. It's his company. He can do whatever he fucking wants with it. I'm the consumer. You're the consumer. Nobody has a logical thought in their fucking head. Tell me one thing that is better with Vince McMahon in charge compared to what Triple H is doing. There is not one fucking positive about Vince McMahon being back in this company. And nobody, nobody has the fucking brain power to tell me why. I'll tell you why. Because there isn't one. It's his company. That's your excuse? That's your excuse. That doesn't leave me out in the open with no fucking opinion. You could drive a fucking beautiful car and on the inside it could look like the fucking Garden State Parkway exit fucking 125 fucking bathroom. Could smell like shit. Fucking Dorito wrappers everywhere and fucking McDonald's fries in the back seat, right? Ripped leather in your beautiful spot. I could sit there and tell you, bro, your car looks like shit. The fuck are you doing? You don't have to sit there and fucking take what I say as, as gospel, but I could sit there and fucking give you my opinion eight days out of seven. I have every fucking right to tell anybody what the fuck I want on this show because it's my opinion. WWE is not in better hands with Vince McMahon, and the company is fucked either way if he's back. Oh, it's his company. Oh, it's his company. Oh, why are you mad? Because I'm the consumer. We should want better. 
Vince McMahon's not going to give us better. Triple H being removed is not giving us better. Being sold to the Saudis is not going to give us better. What don't you understand? Fucking ridiculous. Never will I bring that to a fucking panel. What is your thoughts on Vince McMahon selling the company? I don't have an opinion either way. It's his company. I lost massive amounts of brain cells because the TikTok wrestling community are, I mean, mean, clearly they're Crayola-eating fucking retards over there. They must have been sniffing paint chips while they were growing up. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know why I'm on there. The only reason why I'm on there is because it gets 80,000 fucking views and people like that digest it. I'm sorry that somebody is very open, honest, and truthful about what you're watching. If you don't really care for that, go watch somebody else that's going to steal your fucking $5 and take your super chats and answer nothing of value. Saudi Arabia is reportedly not the favorite now. After all this, not the favorite to potentially buy WWE. Rumors circulated, continue to circulate, and this comes after Vince McMahon returned to the board of directors alongside George Barrios and Michelle Wilson to help negotiate the new WWE TV deals for Raw for and SmackDown and explore a sale of the company. AEW's Shad and Tony Khan are reportedly in the pool of potential buyers. Another report claimed that the Khan family is interested in a merger with WWE, potentially merging WWE and AEW. WWE has hired J.P. Morgan and Rain Group to help lead WWE's potential sale. In the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Dave Meltzer reported that those at WWE said that Saudi Arabia was in the running but not the favorite. After all these people put out exclusives that Saudi Arabia was sold or WWE sold to Saudi Arabia, now they're not the favorite, which I also find to be fucking interesting as well. Comcast, NBCU's parent company, Netflix, which I I don't know how Netflix would even bother with the company. I don't think they're looking for live sports at this moment. Amazon, Endeavor Group Holdings, UFC's parent company, Warner Brothers, Discovery, TBS, and TNT's parent company, Disney and Fox have all been speculated as potential buyers. You know, I've seen people run with this. And again, I was going to make a video on it, but... And I don't want to take away from Tony Khan and Shad Khan. I, I really don't. The, the, the family's worth billions. The family is worth just as much as WWE is worth, right? They can hire a financial backing. They could get financial backing to put together a portfolio to buy the company. But, you know, WWE... They don't have to sell to AEW when it comes down to it. I, I don't know how much Tony Khan and Shad Khan are going to offer up to buy WWE if the company's worth $8 billion. I, I can't imagine, you know, them reaching double digits, $10, million, uh, 10 billion, $11 billion. I, I don't know. $8 billion the company's worth now, maybe $8.5, $8.75 billion for the company. You know, it, it depends on a lot of different factors. You know, how much financial backing are they really going to need to buy the company? WWE could look at that and say, well, you know, over X amount of years to pay off the fucking, you know, the, the, the sale of the company and whatnot. I can't see AEW buying the fucking, whatever you are smoking, whatever you're smoking about a potential merger of WWE and AEW, I love some, man, because 
You people are clearly fucking delusional. I, I do not see AEW buying. I do not see Tony Khan and Shotcott buying WWE. Could it happen? The very likelihood of it happening is, is very low. It's not going to be sold to AEW, and there's not going to be any merger of WWE and AEW. Additionally, buying the WWE, you know, this is where this is where they fucked up. Buying the WWE would go against the mission statement for why AEW even exists. So everybody wanting Tony Khan to buy WWE, you would be actively, you would be actively in favor of AEW doing the same exact thing and committing the same crimes as Vince McMahon did when he bought WCW. You really and genuinely want another monopoly in world uh, in the world of professional wrestling? You want one guy to own everything. It's not what I want. I want WWE to be owned by somebody that's going to put the proper leadership in place, like Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, to lead the show to be better on a weekly basis. I want AEW to continue doing what they're doing and give us kick-ass television on a semi-regular basis. I don't want one man to own the fucking industry and monopolize the industry. I don't. I don't know how AEW and them buying WWE is going to be good for anybody. If anything, that's going to put a severe hemorrhage on everything regarding both companies. How much do you think Tony Khan is worth? It's got to be in the hands of somebody like a Comcast or, you know, the Saudis. This is why I think the Saudis are going to buy the company. I don't see it. I don't see it. Tony Khan can't even book Ring of Honor. Tony Khan can't even book his own fucking company while he bought Ring of Honor in the same breath. You're going to have him buy WWE? It would be rather funny if Tony Khan is in charge of Triple H and telling Triple H what to do. That would be humorous. After all the fucking, uh, you know, emotions worn on his sleeve about how they've done him dirty and how they don't really talk to him anymore. Imagine Tony Khan in charge of Triple H and being Triple H's boss. Unbelievable. It's not going to happen. AEW is not going to be in discussion to buy WWE. I'm sorry. Please get that out of your heads. It's not going to happen. Triple H and Stephanie McMahon reportedly had opposed the sale. Then it was reported that Stephanie McMahon and Triple H did not oppose a sale of the company. Meltzer spoke on the Observer Radio and noted that he heard that Stephanie McMahon and Triple H were fine with the possibility of the company being sold They were also, you know, they were also fine if the company didn't sell as it was a Vince McMahon call to explore the company to begin with. Now, I love news articles like this because we heard from, you know, different sources. Sources told Axios, apparently this was an interesting story from the publication Axios that Stephanie McMahon and her husband Paul Levesque uh, had opposed the sale, and then Triple H and Stephanie McMahon now had uh, not opposed the, the idea of a sale. Meltzer says one of them was, or, or the various stories about WWE sale, was that they opposed the sale. From what I'm told, Paul and Stephanie, they are not opposed to a sale, and they knew that at some of those Vince's shares, he's the majority shareholder of Class B stock, were an albatross. And at some point, somebody had to get rid of those shares anyway, or Vince would take over. So they were not like saying, well, we have to sell. It's Vince who's pretty much made the call because of the timing. And maybe again, 
he's farther along the Saudi deal, which is maybe where those rumors came from, and knew the timing and everything like that because he's jumped in for the sale. Anyways, it's not like they are opposed to a sale. It's not like they champion the sale either. They were either way about it. So at the end of the day, what this what this tells you is somebody put it out there that they opposed. Then, you know, somebody caught wind of it and said, no, 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 Stephanie didn't oppose a sale. They don't really care either way, but they didn't oppose a sale. Basically, it put them in a bad light. There was a, a recorrection on the story, and then they did not oppose a sale. From, so from what you're reading here, they oppose a sale. I don't know why they would want a sale when they want to keep more than likely the company in the family. At the end of the day, I do think that they oppose a sale. Everybody's going to make their money. Hey, we're going to make money off it. Yeah, sure. But I don't think they really care about that right now. I think they honestly want to keep the company in the family. Vince does not. Vince does not want to keep it in the family because over his dead body will he have his family members run the company better than him. He wants it in the hands of somebody that doesn't give a shit so he can be the last McMahon to run the company the way that it should. That's all this is about. It's all about power. Stephanie and and Triple H do oppose the company being sold. Of course they're going to report, hey, they don't really oppose it. Of course they oppose it. There's no reason for the company to be sold right now. None. Going back to the AEW thing. Tony Khan has interest in merging AEW and WWE. The cons are open to Vince McMahon having a role in the company. Apparently, this was an interview done with In The Zone. And Tony Khan was asked if he is monitoring Vince McMahon's return to the WWE. He said, yeah, absolutely, I'm following it very closely. Comcast has also been mentioned as a potential buyer because of their longstanding relationship with WWE. Endeavor has been rumored. Dave Meltzer said on Wrestling Observer that Nick Khan recently met with Disney CEO Bob Eager and ESPN president James Pitaro. We think that now is the time to buy WWE. Benchmarks Mike Hickey wrote on Friday, business momentum is strong and future growth prospects appear promising. Through the end of trading on Wednesday, the stock was up 24% since the close on January 5th, before Vince McMahon said he believed WWE should consider strategic alternatives. Just hour after Barons.com reported the report about Shad and Tony Khan's interest in buying the company, WWE, um, in WWE, CNBC is reporting that they are interested in merging AEW and WWE. CNBC cited people familiar with the matter when they reported on on AEW's interest to merge with WWE. They confirmed previous reporting about the Khan family possibly partnering with a strategic media company to share the intellectual property while merging the two wrestling companies. The people who spoke to CNBC spoke with did not want to be named because of the private nature of the discussions. The story notes that this is a long shot scenario and that AEW has not had talks with Vince McMahon or Nick Khan. It was also stated that in the report that if the cons are open to talk about a potential role for Vince McMahon after the sale, those talks have not yet happened. Again, I I don't really I don't really see it happening. Uh, you know, the only the only positive I would see coming out of that is that the company would be in the hands of people that actually love the business. That is it. Other than that, I can't I can't see there being any positive to the the, the Khan family running WWE or owning WWE. I, I can't see it. That's all I care about. I don't give a fuck where it goes. I just want the company to be sold to people that actually legitimately love the business. That's all I care about. Endeavor wouldn't be bad. 
Comcast wouldn't be bad. NBC Universal wouldn't be bad. You know, I don't give a shit where it's sold as long as Vince McMahon is not in charge. That's all I care about. But this is not about selling the company for the best interest of the company. This is about selling the company to get Vince McMahon back in power any which way in every role that he had before that, plus some. That's all it's about. And I don't know what Nick, I don't know what uh, Tony Khan is talking about here. Potentially giving Vince McMahon a role in the company if he had bought the company. Tony Khan is not stupid. He's not putting Vince McMahon in charge of anything if he buys the company. Which at that point, I don't think he is anyway. He's got too many other things to worry about. He's got fucking UK soccer. He's got AEW. He's got the Jaguar. I mean, how many fucking things does Tony... I mean, the guy doesn't sleep right now as it is. You want him to buy WWE to do what with? I don't know how that goes along with AEW's mission statement. Monopolizing the company, monopolizing the industry would not be a good look. Multiple WWE stars are willing to leave the company if the Saudi Arabia deal does indeed go through. People on the writing team and in production, says Fightful, have not been confirmed or informed, rather, of a sale. There has been an incredible concern among staff and talent about the future, regardless of Vince being back in control. Fightful noted this morning, or uh, rather on the morning of when this news broke, there have been multiple wrestlers who have told Fightful that they leave the WWE if the company ends up being Saudi Arabia-led. News of the Saudi sale rumors spread fast. Dave Meltzer reported the reaction in the Wrestling Observer newsletter about writing. The rumors were all over wrestling and led to a ton of concern among WWE talent hearing them. This included those working the live television taping for NXT list this past week, where the mood was said to be very depressing as word got around during the actual filming of the show with the belief by many that the story was true. So the story, according to some in NXT, was true. They would know. Or they, they may not know, to be honest. Nobody knows. But, but everybody has the same feeling. Everybody has the same feeling, and it's, it's just a bad situation. Yes, I, I hope so. I hope the roster gets angry. I hope the roster walks out, or, or several key members of that roster walk out. But I don't even believe that either. How many times have they had an opportunity to go against Vince McMahon in the past and nobody stepped up to the plate to do anything about it? Nobody. I don't believe anybody's going to do anything. You haven't shown me that you really are willing to do it based off past situations. So what makes me believe that you're going to do it now? Stars may be angry, but I don't see anybody getting up and walking away. Where are you going to go? Vince McMahon rehires executive who was released several weeks ago. This is also bad news. Vince McMahon being back as the chairman of the board is bringing back everybody that he feels had a hand in giving him ultimate power. So there was a report today that went out that Vince McMahon returned to WWE's Stanford offices this week, and he didn't come alone as he brought back Brad Bloom, his chief of staff, who was released by the company a month and a half ago. I have Brad Bloom's LinkedIn profile already queued up. Executive Vice President, Operations and Chief of Staff at WWE, 2019 to the present. He's been hired back. 
He serves as strategic advisor to chairman and CEO Vince McMahon and senior operator for WWE, managing the day-to-day operations of WWE's business units in order to achieve established strategic objectives, direct responsibility for talent management, human resources, live events, creative writing operations, product and technology, legal and medical, and travel logistics during tenure. Seems like Brad Bloom wears many hats in WWE. Seems like Vince McMahon brought back Brad Bloom to basically do everything that Vince McMahon wants him to do. And you think that Triple H is in charge, huh? He may be in charge by name, but it certainly looks like to me that Vince McMahon could potentially, even more so, be running shit in the fucking shadows. This is not out of the ordinary. Vince McMahon loves to surround himself with shadow men. He loves to surround himself with yes men. There is nobody out there unless somebody wants to reach into my DMs and tell me. Otherwise, no reason to believe that Triple H is in charge 100% when you got shit like this happening. Triple H and Kevin Dunn reportedly led a talent meeting saying that things won't change, saying that creative and the creative process is not going to change, and that Triple H is still in charge. Sounds like to me Vince McMahon is running the shit with Brad Bloom in charge. And Brad Bloom is going to be giving things, Triple H. He's going to be giving things to Triple H to do. Ideas and strategic fucking uh, ways to go about things, right? Doesn't sound like Triple H is fully in charge to me when Vince McMahon is bringing back somebody like that with 19 years experience under his belt for Vince McMahon. Unbelievable. Everybody is a fucking sucker, bro. Everybody's a sucker. It's all about power. It's not about selling the company and giving the company to people that love the company that will run it the right way. Because if he did, he would have his daughter run it. He would have his son-in-law run it and he would be fucking thrilled and over the moon about things being run the right way. But he wants to sell it. Now, when WWE, I don't even think they've reached their peak yet. Everything is just going so well with the new administration in charge. And now he wants to sell. It's all about control. Do not listen to anybody else about how this is a great move for WWE and them selling the company is the best thing for the company. No. Vince McMahon selling the company for the best thing for Vince McMahon and not us or the WWE. Shifting gears to actual Monday Night Raw. Update on Cody Rhodes. He's back. And he's training to be back, but with who? Sources familiar with the situation confirmed to Fightful that Cody Rhodes is working his way back to get in-ring clearance. And not only is Cody Rhodes preparing for his return, he's been at the WWE Performance Center to prepare. So he's at the Performance Center, and it's been noted that Cody Rhodes was able to select who helped him prepare for his return. Fightful was told that Rhodes handpicked Carmelo Hayes and Joe Gacy to work alongside him and help him get ready for an on-screen in-ring return. Not that it's anybody's surprise here, but Cody Rhodes is obviously coming back for a Royal Rumble appearance. 
more than likely will win the Royal Rumble if Triple H has anything to say about it and will be factored into major WrestleMania plans more than likely in the World Championship situation going up against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Now, I've seen some rumor about The Rock potentially showing up at the Royal Rumble and winning the Royal Rumble. I've seen this today. I don't know if it's, uh, I think it's BT Sport over in the UK. They had leaked or put out a tweet about a WWE Royal Rumble poster, and it's got Cody Rhodes front and center. It's got Roman and everybody else in there, right, that you would find to be in the Royal Rumble. And they got lightning in the background, and lightning is kind of protruding out of the poster. And they said, this is an electrifying poster with a heart eye emoji. Everybody's taking this to be a subtle hint that The Rock is going to show up in the Royal Rumble and win the Royal Rumble. I'm telling you right now, if The Rock wins the Royal Rumble, it will be a huge fucking blunder for WWE. The Rock does not win. The Rock does not need to win the Royal Rumble. He doesn't. If The Rock wins the Royal Rumble, they have absolutely fucking ruined WWE plans the way that they should be going into WrestleMania. I don't know what they have planned. I'm making a prediction right now. I don't know if we see The Rock because he's kind of been kind of hush-hush about it. I think with all the training that Stone Cold Steve Austin is doing, I do I do think we see Stone Cold Steve Austin in the Royal Rumble. I, I, I think we see Stone Cold Steve Austin make a Royal Rumble appearance. I do. That's my prediction. But I'm going with Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is the obvious, clear-cut, no doubt about it winner of the Royal Rumble. There's nobody else. And the fact that he chose Carmelo Hayes and... Joe Gacy, I mean, those guys got to be over the moon about that. Carmelo Hayes, I could see. Joe Gacy, I could see. There are a lot of guys that would love to be in that spot. But who on NXT is, you know, going to be that trusted? I can't really, you know, there's a lot of young talent on that roster, you know. I think he chose very well with who he wants to train him and and work with in the ring. You know, Joe Gacy's not a big high-flying guy. He's He's more of a methodical worker, right? He can do some things in there. He's not, he's not the, the biggest guy. He can move around in there. Carmelo Hayes is going to give him that type of match that you, know, you like to see out of a young talent. He's going to keep Cody on his toes. So I like that. I think that's awesome. And that's quite the, uh, the coup for both of those guys, man. It's got to be very exciting. Speaking of the Royal Rumble, potential spoilers on the Royal Rumble. PW Insiders reporting that word is making the rounds at TV this past week that Joe Drop. Or Dewdrop, I know I pronounce her name wrong. I do it on purpose. Piper Niven is expected back soon, possibly for the Royal Rumble. Dewdrop recently stated that she's on the mend after being very sick. When she disappeared off TV a few months ago, she had turned heel and was in a storyline with Nikki Ash. Trash. Now she's Nikki Cross. I got it. Uh, Nikki Cross now again. WrestlingNews.co exclusively reported a few weeks ago that there were plans for Edge versus Finn Balor in a Hell in a Cell match at the Royal Rumble. It's still possible that the match could still happen, but plans have changed by now. It's not happening. We would have heard, we would have heard that being announced by now. If they plan on announcing that match, then it would make sense to have the announcement on Monday, being that we are now one week from this Monday from the Royal Rumble. PW Insider confirmed uh, this week that Edge is penciled in to return at the Royal Rumble. The last time he appeared on TV was in October when he lost the I Quit match to Finn Balor. Another name that has been discussed is Logan Paul. PW Insider reports that his name was discussed for the Royal Rumble. Also, as first reported on here, 
uh, with WrestlingNews.co as of a few weeks ago. There were plans for Logan Paul to face John Cena at WrestleMania. They have not received an update on the status of that match as of right now. Apparently, John Cena also filmed some segments when he was on SmackDown for December 30th. This is coming from Fightful. They learned that WWE had at least planned to film something with John Cena. And United States champion Austin Theory, while Cena was in for the the December 30th SmackDown show in Tampa. Theory was originally scheduled to main event the Toronto live event that night in a cage match with Seth Rollins. However, Theory was pulled from that show to travel to Tampa, where he was set to film a segment with John Cena. They were told that if it was to be digital for future use for 2K, but the segment was filmed. So I don't know what's going on there. Uh, I know that uh, the 2K news is kind of running wild as well. 2K23, which, I mean, I'm I'm not excited about another fucking video game, but apparently we're going to get a a glimpse into the roster and a potential new game mode, uh, Royal Rumble weekend. That's going to be unveiled by 2K. I mean, I don't really give a shit. WWE, uh, uh, you know, they could be filming something here to set something up with John Cena because they're not going to have him. Uh, for Austin Theory and himself at WrestleMania. I know Cena went from Tampa to go film a movie for the next couple of months, so who knows how long they're going to have him. So they could have filmed several segments with John Cena and Austin Theory just to kind of fill time uh, to get that match off and running. I would honestly rather, to be to be brutally honest with you, I don't know what Austin Theory does at WrestleMania if it's not John Cena. I, I really don't. You know, John Cena's a little bit more uh, flexible to work with anybody. You could do him... And Logan Paul, you could do him and Edge. But John Cena and Austin Theory was supposed to happen at SummerSlam. That did not happen for uh, a few different reasons. And now they may be looking to do it at WrestleMania. So we'll see what happens. We can also confirm WrestlingNews.co's report, says Feifel, that as of November, there were loose plans for John Cena versus Logan Paul to take place internally. But two months later, nobody knows where that stands. I don't know who Logan Paul wrestles at WrestleMania. I don't. I don't even know if WWE wants to use Logan Paul for WrestleMania, knowing all the crypto shit that he's been kind of embroiled in. Kind of giving himself a fucking bad look, to be honest with you. I, I don't know. But it looks like John Cena and Austin Theory are potentially filming something for maybe a WrestleMania, maybe 2K. We don't know. We don't know. So that's the news there in regards to the Royal Rumble and John Cena, Austin Theory. Uh, Doe Drop going to be in the Royal Rumble. Edge and Balor probably will be in the Royal Rumble. We'll probably get something along those lines built. Maybe Triple H is saving that match for WrestleMania. Maybe. Maybe we get Edge and Balor finally played off, completely finished, at WrestleMania inside of Hell in a Cell. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe Beth Phoenix comes back. Maybe we see Beth Phoenix in the Royal Rumble as well, and she goes after Rhea Ripley. Maybe we get Rhea Ripley versus Beth Phoenix at WrestleMania. No idea what we're doing. No idea. It is so open going into WrestleMania right now with a different, uh, a different road with several different people. RK Bro, you won't be seeing them at WrestleMania. Randy Orton's future right now, completely in doubt. Uh, Randy Orton has back injuries, and the original plans called for them to feud against each other, Randy Orton and Matt Riddle. But because they got over so well with the fans, plans kept getting delayed. When Orton first took time off due to a back injury, WWE was still planning to go forward with their original plans before dropping them once they realized that Orton would be gone for a while due to the same back injury. In the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Meltzer reported that it looks like WWE won't be reforming the team. Last week on SmackDown, WWE revealed that Drew McIntyre and Sheamus will now be called the Banger Bros 
as they move forward as a tag team. WWE is very well aware of what the Banger Bros means when you Google it on Google. Because you know exactly what pops up when you type in the Banger Bros. It's not WWE related. I'll tell you that right now. Meltzer noted that it would seem to mean that there are no imminent plans for Randy Orton and Matt Riddle to continue as a tag team because the WWE doesn't usually like to do names so similarly. So the plans for Randy Orton and Matt Riddle as RK-Bro cannot happen. They will not be a team because RK-Bro and the Banger Bros can't coexist on the same roster because the names are too similar. And then you ask me, who's in charge? That sounds like Vince McMahon to me. Meltzer read it. There was a lot of concern regarding Orton's career due to his back issues. Riddle was recently suspended as well for violating the company's wellness policy after failing a second drug test in 2022, with the exception that he would be going to rehab. Riddle previously violated the company's wellness policy over the summer. Orton underwent lower back fusion surgery in November, and there is no timeline for his return. Orton will not be at WrestleMania. He could be a surprise in the Royal Rumble, but surgery in November? No, thank you. He's not going to be back for the Royal Rumble or WrestleMania. So we will be without Randy Orton. And man, do I miss Randy Orton. I don't know what Matt Riddle does at WrestleMania either. That was the match, Orton versus Riddle. Maybe they delay it till later in the year. Shifting gears to AW Dynamite, Sting. Sting is planning on retiring this year. Sting has been used sparingly in the ring ever since he made his AEW debut, and I've loved everything that AEW and Tony Khan have done with Sting. He debuted in December of 2020 at Winter is Coming, which is a themed episode of AEW Dynamite in December. So Sting revealed in D Magazine that his contract expires this year, and he plans on retiring the face paint. That is until Tony Khan offers him a boatload of money to stay, and then Money Talks. So, uh, never believe a pro wrestler. Sting still looks good. If he wants to retire, congratulations to Sting for sticking to his word. But uh, I I don't know if Tony Khan is going to want Sting to go away. I feel like Tony Khan wants somebody like Sting on the roster. I think he'll be involved in AEW in some way, shape, or form if he's not an on-screen character. Nikita Koloff was quoted in the piece. His wife worries. So do some of his friends. But they're also curious. They, too, wonder how Sting's story ends. It's like... How many Super Bowls do I need to win? When is enough enough, says Nikita Koloff. Story is that his deal with AEW expires sometimes this year. He won't exactly say when. When it ends, so will his time behind the face paint. He's done tremendous on AEW. He's been a huge value asset to AEW and a huge asset to Darby Allen. Darby Allen would have been over regardless because Darby Allen is great. But pairing Sting with Darby Allen has been an absolute brilliant move by Tony Khan. And Darby Allen is better off for it. And finally, guys, Dax Harwood. Dax Harwood sheds some light on Mercedes Monet and her New Japan pro wrestling debut. I was going to say AEW debut. That's not yet. Speaking on his FTR podcast, Harwood recalled Monet feeling a number of emotions backstage ahead of her New Japan Pro Wrestling debut. He was there. So was Naomi. So was Bailey. FTR was on the show. They lost the IWGP Tag Team Championships. Noting, Dax did, that Monet was very proud of her Japanese wrestling appearance. Dax said this, and I quote, Well, I know how she, Mercedes, 
was feeling at Wrestle Kingdom, and she was proud, nervous, excited, scared. All of those emotions, which I said in my review of her debut. I've talked about it so many times about professional wrestling and how many or how the moves are only there to convey the emotion that you want them to because everybody knows what they feel like or what that feels like. She hits this finishing move and nobody knows what that was. Nobody knows how it felt, but how proud she was in that moment and how nervous she was walking down that aisle. Everybody can relate to that. And I know that she was so proud of herself because she did it her way. She stood up for what she believed in. She stood for what she thought was right. And she was able to achieve probably the thing that she's dreamed about the longest. And I would even say that speaking with her, I would even say that trumps WWE for her. I know she's very, very proud of what she's accomplished in WWE. But I think I can confidently say that being in New Japan, being at the Tokyo Dome, being at Wrestle Kingdom probably trumps it all because That was her dream, to go to Japan. She was nervous. I don't know why anybody, everybody just got on social media to criticize the woman without really thinking about how she felt because it wasn't WWE. They circled in on the fans not giving a reaction and the move being botched. It looked like Kyrie dropped to her knees when she shouldn't have dropped to her knees. It was... A big moment for that woman, and I don't really understand why people are really disregarding how she felt and disregarding what she did to break out and do something completely away from WWE when it was easy for her to stay with WWE and be Sasha Banks, just going through the motions and doing the same thing over and over again. It's amazing how people just don't think, which is why I say wrestling fans are the dumbest group of people You have, as a fan base from any professional sport, pro wrestling takes the cake as the dumbest, really. I'm excited to see what she does, and I'll be watching when she wrestles Kyrie at Battle in the Valley. Guys, that's all I got for you on this episode of OTS. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. We really hit on a couple of notes, gave you how it is. Gave it to you how it is about this whole Vince McMahon being back, Stephanie stepping down, the sale rumors to Saudi. I appreciate you guys very much, man. You guys are awesome. And I love each and every one of you, man. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That is Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell. For all notifications, make sure you guys go check out all the other content on the channel. All on the homepage right now. I updated all the playlists. All the 2023 playlists are there on the homepage. Go check out the live stream and the live stream sections. Go check out the YouTube shorts. Everything you need is on the homepage. So please go and do that for me. I would really, really appreciate it. Tonight's show sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped.com. You guys are going to use Manscaped's code. Our unique code, SCRIPT20. At checkout for 20% off and free shipping. Man, Manscaped is getting you guys ready for the new year, man. Hopefully you're ringing in the new year with Manscaped. Whether you had that New Year's kiss or not, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming have you covered for your much-needed resolution of bringing sexy back. 
I don't know if wrestling fans and sexy, sexy should be using the same sentence, but uh, here we are. Seven million men worldwide trust Manscaped. Inside their performance package 4.0, you'll find the signature lawnmower 4.0. Advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate parts. 4,000K LED spotlight. It's waterproof. You're also going to get the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These unique formulations take care of your smelliest part and are a big boost to your confidence into the new year. You're also going to get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the Anti-Chafing Box of Briefs to keep your goodies stored comfortably. Also, try Manscaped's Ultra Premium Body Wash, 2-in-1 Shampoo, and Body Deodorants. These products are the perfect follow-up after your New Year's gym sessions. 20% off manscaped.com. Use code SCRIPT20 at checkout. Guys, ring in the new year. Ring in the new year, 2023, with Manscaped. And I want to thank them for supporting the podcast right here on OTS. Man, we are doing things big. We're already on our way to 141,000 subscribers. We're off to a hot start here. I love to see it. You guys are great. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button as well. And turn on the bell for all notifications. Super Chats. Let's get into the Super Chats here. I'm going to start off at the top with Paul David. $5 Super Chat. Giants and Bills advance Bengals and Ravens shortly. Hopefully you guys had a very enjoyable Sunday watching your playoff football, man. Thank you, Paul David, for the five. Soundwave 80s with a $5 Super Chat. Hey, dude, can you look up Electric Dreams, a 1984 movie about his computer that comes to life and interferes with his owner's relationship on YouTube? Uh, Soundwaves, why are you telling me about movies starring Charlotte Flair? Sounds like something Charlotte Flair should be the uh, co-star of, man. Electric Dreams? My CPU is better than everybody. I am electric. I will interfere with the women's division on SmackDown. Nick Williams with a $10 Super Chat. All hail the New York Giants. I want their whole defense to sack Vince McMahon out of WWE forever. OTS for life. Drinks are on me. Jesse has to wear a Giants jersey on the next AEW review. I don't even think Jesse owns a Giant jersey. We'll figure it out, though, Nick. Thank you, brother. Michelle Moran with a $2 Super Chat. If Vince has his way, we will get Roman Brock at WrestleMania. Put a fucking gun to my head, bro. Holy shit. AWC Legend with a 449 Super Chat. If Tony Khan bought WWE, he would merge it with AEW and it would be the end of WWE. Bro, it's not happening. It's not happening. Eric Kendrick with a new membership. Thank you, brother. What are you drinking tonight? Eric. Eric Kendrick, new member. Glorious123 with a 499. Any company that buys WWE and they're willing to let someone with multiple sexual harassment allegations run the company. Man, that would be terrible. Yes. Yes. I'm glad you see it, glorious one. 
Nick Williams with a $5 super chat. I'm thinking of doing WWE Universe mode again in 2K, where Triple H hires JD from NY as co-head of creative and Jesse as chairman of the board. By all means, Nick, have a blast, brother. I'm making myself creative of AEW when Fight Forever comes out. MGM Bowling. Well, the 499. My peanut butter magic spoon came in. Finally tried it today. It was fire. Thank you, Ace. Not my favorite one, MGM, but I'm glad you enjoy it, brother. I enjoy the cookies and cream. A little dash of milk in there, bro. You're set to go. Lord Jay Coyle with a 15-month membership. Thank you, Jay. I always worry about the future of WWE television. If Vince ever returns to creative, that would be it for me, and I just stick to AEW. You're not alone there, brother. You're not alone. Darius Moore with a 17-month membership. What the fuck are you drinking, Darius? Holy shit. Bradley Robinette with a 199. I got banned from a chat. Said the girl was hot. What the fuck? What chat did you get banned from, Bradley? I have no idea. What chat did you get banned from, Bradley? I don't know. Also with a 199, Bradley Robinette says, Vince needs to have a stroke. Whoa. Thank you for letting us know how you feel, Bradley. Robert Gasly with a $2 super chat. Hey, JD, respect you. Happy New Year. Thank you, Robert. I appreciate you, bro. OMG, it's Rush 2213 with 12 months. Let me get an old-fashioned, JD. Keep up the good work. OTS for life. I'd ask you what you what what the fuck are you drinking, OMG, but you already told me. Sounds good, brother. Colin Kerwick. $10 super chat. Hey JD, good show tonight. I'm also a big Jaguars fan. Happy to see them come back last night and win. Also happy for Tony Khan, for him and his father, how much they put into the Jags. OTS for life. Hashtag Duval. Man, I'm not a I'm not a football fan by any means. You know, I'll watch a couple of football games here and there. You know, uh, not really intently, but I was watching some of the Bills and Miami game tonight. I was watching some of the Giants game earlier. Good for Tony Khan, man. I'm happy for him. You know, that's exciting shit. And they came back. They were down 27 to nothing. So good for him, man. He's got to be over the moon. Hope Tony Khan gives out all the hugs that he wants. Brian Fernandez with a 499. Hey, JD, just wondering if you think Vince will ruin the Royal Rumble because I was so excited before and now I'm worried. Uh, I would not be uh, concerned about the Royal Rumble. Uh, I mean, we don't really know, but all these rumors you're hearing about Vince making an appearance at the Royal Rumble, I don't really put any credibility into that. I don't think Vince is going to show up on TV. I think Vince showing up on TV is all we need to know about him running the show. If he's if he's showing up on TV, I think that is all you need to know about who's running the fucking company creatively. Gaming in real time with 5 months gaming. What the fuck are you drinking, brother? 
What do you think Triple H will do if he gets let go? I'm scared of all this. I've been enjoying WWE, and now Vince is back. It might be the end. Insane. Um, I don't know, man. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, Stephanie and Triple H are going to start their own wrestling company. Why would they want to? Why would they want to? Listen, if Triple H wants to get back at Vince, call Tony up. Call TK up. Bro, listen. Let me help you over there with creative. I think Tony Khan would listen. Imagine Triple H working for AEW. That's how you get back at Vince. Surge T Channel with a $10 super chat. What's up, JD? I am as excited for The Last of Us premiere as you are. WWE will end up like this show. A wasteland of survivors looking for another place to go. I can't wait to watch it, man. I'm about to uh, make myself uh, a drink and uh, a bowl of ice cream and sit down on the couch and watch The Last of Us on my beautiful 65-inch Sony. Cruz Ruiz with a new membership. Cruz, what are you drinking, brother? Thank you. Enjoy your membership, man. William with the $10 Super Chat. Went to dinner with my girl on Friday. Came home after and put on Impact. She asked, why is nobody there watching? I laughed and thought of you saying nobody watches Impact. Uh, William, you think this is a joke, bro. This is legit serious. Nobody watches Impact. Loch Ness 22 with a 999. Hey, brother. Thank you for all that you do. I just thought of this. What if Triple H steps down? Shane, Stephanie open up their own company. Thoughts? That can bring talent that don't want to work for Vince. I just don't see it happening, bro. I don't see it happening. I mean, it would be bizarro world if that happened. Imagine that. The McMahon family fighting for pro wrestling supremacy with different companies. Joseph Taylor with a $5 super chat. Ryan Satin as Undertaker on Rock is an embarrassed. Is an embarrassment on the Undertaker's legacy. Someone please tell me. I mean, that was not Ryan Satin, was it? There's no way that was Ryan Satin. I, I didn't I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was because I had seen the clip. That was too tall to be Ryan Satin. I mean, I tweeted Sap. He says, I'd like to congratulate Ryan Satin for uh Getting the role of The Undertaker on Young Rock. I-, I said, laughing my ass off. I mean, the fucking people who cast for this show clearly had given up. That looks absolutely nothing like The Undertaker. That could not have been Ryan Satin. Yes, it was a joke. I knew, I knew it was a joke. But I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, man. The, win- the people that they cast for China and The Undertaker and Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, holy fucking shit. Ridiculous. Cody Snyder with a $10 Super Chat. One positive, constant, through Vince's reign of terror has been and will be your shows, J.D. I don't always agree with you, but damn, you gotta, you gotta love the energy and passion. Cheers, my dude. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate that, man. That's all I ask for. That's all I ask for. Guardian of Chaos with a 999. J.D., thank you for the much-needed distraction. You are gold, my brother. Guardian, thank you for being here, bro. Always. One of my trusted mods, Guardian. And Bradley Robinette, 199, says it was Twitch. Yeah, Twitch is lame, bro. Twitch is, uh, I mean, you, you can't even fucking sneeze on Twitch without being banned, so. 
I mean, fuck them over there. Guys, I appreciate it, man. What a, what a show, man. We got two bangers in the book. So far for off the script, man. We're uh, chugging along to episode 500, man. Holy shit. You believe that, man? 500 episodes of the podcast. My goodness. This year will mark 500 episodes, bro. Unbelievable. You guys are great, man. I appreciate you. Thank you for stopping by tonight. Thank you for the six new members. Appreciate you. I finally figured out why I can't do channel memberships, man. Apparently, I, I need someone to help me with this. Apparently, I have a branded YouTube account. And a branded YouTube account cannot take gifted memberships. I have to have a regular YouTube. I'm trying to figure out, can I switch from a branded account to a regular account? And will it change anything that I'm currently doing? I don't want to have anything change. I don't want my channel to be deleted or anything. Finally figured it out. Unbelievable. Anyway, guys, check out Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped, for sponsoring the show. Manscaped.com. Code Script 20. Go check them out. Get yourself some good shit. They got a brand new product coming out this week, man. I love it. Can't wait. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Hit that thumbs up, man. We got 1,100 likes. We hit the minimum. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate you all so very much, man. You guys are great. And we are going to see you all live tomorrow night, man. We'll be back for Monday Night Raw live from the OTS venue. I need those ace emojis in the chat. I need those Mustang emojis in the chat. I need those rock on emojis in the chat. And I need you to turn that fucking music up on max. I'll see you guys on Monday Night Raw for a brand new week right here on Off The Script. I'll see you guys later.